Everyone, welcome to another awesome day with the struggle. I'm Sean Lee. I'm James Park. We're here to discuss the reality of daily struggles and how it's a constant no matter where we are on our journey. Join us for honest conversations as we navigate life, business, and career challenges. Learn how to accept the struggles and how it's all about the mindset. No matter how far we get in life, you're never perfect. We'll always deal with struggles and new challenges. It's always a roller coaster ride. It's always an up and down. And I think that's what makes life interesting. Like if everything was just up and up, it would be boring as shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so I was just thinking about the struggles I've been going through launching this tech startup. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, I've always wanted to document this journey. Being able to actually see the steps that someone takes to become what the world sees them as. Yeah, I think that's the big part of probably why this is so interesting is that you get to see them go through their actual struggles, mm-hmm. right? And it feels real and it feels relatable almost. Relatable, yes. Yeah. I used to think that I was really unique and that I was an only person going through these exact struggles because mm. in one sense, yes, you are very unique. All your, your past, all the things that experiences that you have, only you can actually be this person. Right. But at the same time, life happens to all of us. And there's going to be a lot of other people who are going to have similar experiences, similar growth issues, similar struggles, similar ups and downs. What I find difficult about a lot of self-help or other people's journeys are that a lot of the speakers, a lot of these great motivational speakers talk about, I lost my job. I lost everything. I lost my family to a fire. I lost my home. And they're like in the really in like a really worse off position that I'm in. And Mm -hmm. I can't help but think that my life is totally fine. I'm not homeless. I have food to eat. I'm not dying in a ditch somewhere. And so I thought it was totally wrong to be going through these struggles. Mm. And maybe that's also like an Asian thing, or maybe just the stigma of depression or anxiety that you are in a good place, so you shouldn't feel bad. But the reality is that anyone can feel bad no matter where you are because it is such a, it's a mental thing. Yeah, and it's a life thing. Yeah, it just happens. life. (laughs) No matter where you are in life, there's going to be the pains and the struggles. And I've been slowly piecing that together over just years that it's not about getting to a place where there is no struggle, there is no pain. Life is not going to let that happen. It's normal now to think that the struggle and pain, no matter where you are in your life, whether you're the top one percenter in the world having all the money or like all the way on the other spectrum, like pain and struggle are always going to be there. Yeah, that's so true. And, and it's, it's hard to, I think it's hard to grasp that sometimes. And you're right. This is where I think a lot of people say we need to give ourselves more grace, have more compassion for ourselves. But the reason for that is if you can't have compassion for yourself, how can you have compassion for other people? I feel like that might be a reason why these conversations around mental health are so important more and more so is because as a society, we are losing compassion for other people because we don't have enough compassion for ourselves. We don't even have the capacity to love ourselves. How can you love other people? Yeah. So how was your week? Yeah, yeah. So the book that you got for me and recommended, The Curse to be Disliked, I thought a lot of your readers might think this when they read it. It's like, this book is about me. <laughs> the yeah. youth, you know, it's set up with the philosopher and the youth having a discussion. 
which I think is actually a really good way to set up a book. It seems, I don't know, the idea about that setup, the entire books being set up like this, I really liked it because you can relate to, you can actually like almost put yourself in both sides. I'm not far along yet, but I just got to where all problems are interpersonal relationship issues. And it's just been very eye-opening for me because I think it talks about how a lot of things that happen to you or like, for example, like you asked about my week, right? And I can tell you two ways. I can tell you my week wasn't that great. I didn't do much. Honestly, I would say that this week I didn't really do anything. Since actually the last like week and a half that we've talked, I don't feel like I've gotten that far. I haven't really done much. Yeah, I posted one article, but I don't love it. And other than that, I haven't really felt like I've been productive in any other sense of in my life. But then at the same time, that was my decision. And I think that is huge. And I, I came to this realization just last week when I started reading this book. And I was like, fuck, like, I think everything is about a choice. And I think that is a really difficult, uncomfortable truth that people will not admit mm-hmm. because it puts the responsibilities on yourself. And I don't think people want to hear that. And for me, I don't want to hear that. Like, I want to tell myself that I have been struggling with depression and anxiety because it's just how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Because you're a victim. Yeah, I'm totally a victim. I've mm-hmm. been a victim of society. I've been a victim of my parents. I've been a victim of my friends, childhood friends growing up, of school, mm-hmm. of being different. But then like, I think you have to grasp this concept. The decision is mine. And once you do that, I'm going to decide to tell you like, oh, actually my week wasn't that bad. And this kind of goes into the compassion that you said you have to have for yourself because I'm not compassionate to myself at all. I think that I'm actually very compassionate to other people, but to myself, I'm extremely rigid, rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that it's like an upbringing. Again, like we kind of go back to like an Asian upbringing, being the first son. The expectations for you are very, very high. And no matter what you do, it is a setup for failure because the outcome is you're never going to get there. (laughs) Right. Then I can kind of change my mind or switch my point of view and tell you that my week was my week was pretty good. I wouldn't say that it was like amazing and it was awesome, but it was good. I wrote an article that I really liked. Two people read it, you and yeah. another friend of mine. It's like a thousand percent increase in readership. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading a really great book that I can relate to. And I'm excited about this article that I'm writing that I'm titling Decision is Mine. And it's been painful. Even though I had that idea about it, I've been like yesterday, I spent four hours just sitting in front of the computer, pacing around my room being like, why can't I get this out? But then towards the tail end of that session, maybe the last half hour is when I wrote out a lot of what I'm going to probably end up publishing tomorrow. I really think that you have to understand that the choice is yours. And I think then we kind of run into like paradox choice of having so many choices, blah, 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 and then being indecisive because of that reason. But all that aside, all the other self-help improvement, the techniques or morning rituals, how you wake up or what you eat, like all that aside, I think once you accept the concept, the decision is mine, your viewpoint for everything changes. Hmm. 
that's why I'm so excited to keep reading this book because I'm sure that <laughs> as I read this book, it's going to eye-open so many things for me. Yeah. I think what you're bringing up is very accurate because even things that you don't think you have control of, like world events, you still have a decision. The decision I've made, the decision I was mentor to make was to disconnect from the news. Unsubscribe to news and my email. Don't go to the news sites. Yeah. Take off Apple News on my phone because it is a decision to go read the news. Yep. And honestly, it's scary at first for some people because they want to keep abreast of the world. But honestly, a lot of news is just garbage anyways. Unless you're doing something about it, what is the point of reading it? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a tsunami here. There's a disaster there. It's like, are you going to donate? Are you going to go help? Like, if not, yeah. Why the fuck do you care? Right. <laughs> like, just be honest. <laughs> yeah. I realized this. I think I remember this was when Fukushima, I think, when there was that earthquake, the power plant meltdown, and there was that tsunami in Japan. I remember one day just watching CNN, just laying in bed. Mm-hmm. It's like a Saturday. I just watched CNN all day, just watching the same scenes. And literally, yeah. every half an hour, they play the exact same thing. All over again. And you're just like sitting there addicted to it because I realized later, like, I'm just waiting for an update. Yeah. Right. But until something new, new news comes along, I'm just watching the same shit. Yeah. For like four hours straight. And it's not positive. I wasn't doing anything about it. It doesn't help me in life. (laughs) So, long story short, someone was like, hey, why don't you just try not reading the news at all and see what happens? And I was like, well, what if I miss on super important things? I'm like, well, if something's really important, someone will tell you about it. And so I tested it out. And I was like, that's true. Like this whole Facebook thing, all this, I had no idea. I literally had no idea. And someone was like, hey, did you hear about Facebook going on? I was like, no, but tell me about it. And now I can actually have a conversation with that person too. Right. But that's a long-winded way of saying that, yeah, even with world events, it is a conscious decision to read the news. And we don't have to, honestly. And I'm, I'm still fine. <laughs> yeah, I made that same decision um, a few years ago when Trump was in office. I just decided I'm not going to listen to the news anymore. But on that same idea, even if you read the news, it's your decision to be upset over it or not. Someone might not be like us where they're like, oh, I want to be completely disconnected and my life will be fine. Maybe they like politics for some reason. Yeah. But it's then up to you to decide, hey, I still want to catch up on the news, but like I don't have control. Like you said, you don't have control over what the news entertainment gives you, but you have in control how you're going to react from it and how it let you let you change how you feel. I mean, I keep going back to this book and in the book, there's they give like a brief example about someone getting angry and how they're using anger to act out how they feel. They're using it as like a tool and feelings are tools. Yeah, even that I was like, oh, wow, if feelings are tools, like all feelings, I don't know how real you want to get here. Like, But I think a lot of depression and anxiety is also related to like suicide, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah, be very real. <laughs> I think about it all the time. It's in my head all day. And for a long time, I was trying to push this thought out of my, my head or not listen to it. I have different views on this, but what I want to get to is that even that feeling, feeling depression or feeling of suicide, it is a feeling. And once I I think I like applied the same analogy about anger being a tool 
it doesn't have control over you. You have control over how to use that tool. Right. Once I replace the word feeling, which I thought I had no control over, mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. and then replace it with tool or just something that is just there, and it like completely like changed my mind. I mean, I still struggle with feelings like getting pissed off, being on the road. I hate driving. I'm sure you hate driving in LA because traffic is the worst. Yeah. But we let ourselves get angry over traffic, even knowing that every single day we're going to run into traffic. Tell us a little bit more about this tool idea. Oh. Obviously for people who've never read the book. So in the book, it talked about how, I forget the exact example, but what the philosopher said was that something happens and we get angry. Mm -hmm. And so we think that we are angry because of this thing happening. But actually how you can kind of shift your thinking is that we decided that we wanted to have road rage. We decided that we wanted to act out in anger and yell at whatever that made you really upset. And so we decided we're going to become angry. So I'm going to whip out my anger tool and use that as something to voice my being upset at that driver for cutting me off. Yeah. It is a tool. And once you realize it's like that emotions or feelings are something that you can pull out, it becomes very different. Then you have like a second to almost decide whether or not you want to act out on your anger. And maybe you decide you do. Maybe you decide like this person needs to hear that they're being an asshole for stealing your parking spot. Yeah. But that's a decision. You can decide to do that. So you whip out your tool of being angry just so you can voice your negative opinion about this person because you want to tell them they screwed up. (laughs) Yeah. And you can choose not to use that tool. Yeah. You can decide that, okay, I'm just going to let it go. Keep it in my belt and just let it go. Yeah. (laughs) just move on. I mean, I I remember this story about anger. I'm going to paraphrase the story, obviously, for copyright purposes. (laughs) But... But the story goes, basically, we've all experienced this, right? We're mad, right? We're super angry at somebody or something. And then like somebody calls and totally unrelated to what you're mad about. And let's say it's like a customer service rep calling you back to like Mm -hmm. tell you that, you know, your returns were processed. I don't know. I'm making something up. Yeah. And you're not going to get mad at them. You can quickly change your emotion, your mood, and say, oh, and just be very polite on the call with that person, right? Or that's a terrible example. Something a little bit more evocative where like you're like mad at your parents, but then like this girl that you just started dating calls you and you're just like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Your voice changes. Your yeah, like, voice changes, yeah. right? Yeah. Heart rate drops a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's like a prime example of how you're absolutely right. Like emotion is a tool. It's not out of your control. You can clearly control it but we just choose not to. Yeah, we either choose not to or we choose to have that emotion. And that's something I remember very distinctly learning. I don't know where I learned it, but you know, one of the things that people say a lot is how you treat a waitress or a waitstaff is how you treat people. Right? And that's like a telltale sign of when you meet somebody new, like to see how they treat servers. Yeah. Like they're dicks to servers. They're a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. So I think just with that idea, it made me realize that a lot of things were with my control. Like, I don't have to get mad at people that cut me off. It's like, 
I could think of a million reasons now. Maybe, I don't know, they're having a baby. Maybe there's an emergency. Maybe they're like, they have diarrhea. They really need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, who knows? I'll make up some excuse for them. Right. And I'll be able to just blow it off. Be like, okay, I've been in that situation before. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I really had to go. <laughs> Cut somebody off. Hey, if you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. And then with the parking situation, I remember having friends or seeing people just getting mad if someone takes their spot. I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to park further and walk, get more exercise in. Yeah. Or like not risk dinging up my car, just park farther. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just a different perspective. And perspective is something that I think is, is a word that's stuck with me for a long time. Hmm. Just shifting your perspective, having a different perspective on whether anger is an uncontrollable feeling or it's a tool. That's a shift mm-hmm. in perspective, right? Yeah, totally. It has a powerful effect on your life. But um, no, I really love what you shared about your week because you're absolutely right. It's a story that we tell ourselves. Life is. Oh, yeah. Completely. It's either you had a shitty week, a great week. It's what you choose to say. In many ways, I could be like, oh, you had a great week. You read, you wrote, you ate, you set up your mic equipment. Got new toys. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to change, change my life. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a radio personality now. <laughs> yeah, everybody would just be like, wow, what is this new voice? <laughs> yeah. How was your week, Sean? What's new with you? My week, same. There are things that I think I struggled with. But overall, I feel like I have pretty good support system between the family, the wife, my co-founder, friends. I feel very fortunate I have a wide enough network of somebody to talk to that's willing to listen <laughs> to, <laughs> to me complain. I think that's why... I felt like we should create this podcast because then we are creating a platform to allow other people, whoever is listening, wants to come on, you know, and talk to us. Feel free to, right? Just yeah. share your struggles. And what's that saying? Pain shared is halved. Happiness shared is doubled, right? Oh, I like that. We want to help people have their pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and each other as well. Us equally as vulnerable and real people. Right. But overall... I feel like my struggles are always around uncertainty these days, mm. especially with a startup, just not knowing what I need to know or what I should know. Right. And also just not being okay that what I'm doing is enough, which is crazy. I have like, you got so much you know, going on. It's 12, insane that yeah. 14 hour days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. by anybody's standards, like, how is that not enough? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally have to remind myself, like, people work eight hour days. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not eight hours of full productivity either. Like, they have slack time. They have like time when they think and hang out. And here I'm like just grinding away like 14 hours a day. And it's just, yeah. how's that not enough? But it's just giving my, myself that grace and say, that you yeah, are things enough. take time to build. Yeah, that yeah. I am enough. Yeah, I'm yeah. enough and that progress is incremental. I say this quote all the time to people and I always forget it because it's always easier to dish out advice and take it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And take your own medicine, as they say. Yeah. Which is the adapted quote from Bill Gates. Bill Gates adapted for someone else too. But it's a saying that like people tend to overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate mm-hmm. what they can accomplish in 10 years. That's what Bill Gates said. And then Tony Robbins adapted it as people tend to overestimate what they can accomplish in a day and underestimate what they can accomplish in a year. And that is so true. Everything I look back at in my life, I would freak the fuck out about stuff. 
I'd be like, oh my God, I didn't do enough today. Now I'll look back a year later, be like, holy shit, I did a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Definitely. a lot happened. A lot of progress was made. And so in terms of grace, that is just a daily practice and a daily reminder. The flip side of that is you can't be too content either. It's like, totally. All right, I got up. I'm good. Right, right. <laughs> Done for you the day. You can't be too comfortable. Yeah, but you can't be too critical. Right, right. It's a weird struggle. It's a very weird line. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a, a struggle. struggle. That's yeah. the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> As we like go along this podcast journey, I think it's going to be figuring out how to define the struggle. <laughs> right. Yeah. For different people. That line just moves for everyone and it's going to be different for everyone. And what I think we're going to realize is that no one's ever going to know what exactly it is. It will either feel too much or feel too little on either side of like the struggle line. And I think the reason why that is, is because if we are able to really like stay on that line, I think even that becomes too... Yeah, it's a, it's a moving target. Yeah. It has to be. I mean, the world is changing. I'm, gonna, I'm pulling out all my favorite quotes for this first episode. <laughs> So it's all downhill from here. (laughs) (laughs) Heraclitus said this. It's my favorite quote. There's like a gender neutral version of this probably out there, but I'm just going to say it this way for now, being very cognizant that this applies to everybody. But it says, no man ever steps in the same river twice, for it's not the same river and it's not the same man. Meaning the world is constantly changing. You're constantly changing, right? Yeah. The struggle. That's so true. Will be changing. Right. No matter where you go. Which is why we're always going to have content. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unending content. The book we mentioned today was The Courage to be Disliked by Ichiro Kishimi. I didn't realize how new this book was. It was like released like 2017. Yeah. So it's pretty recent. And the other thing that I realized too was this guy's still alive. He's a Japanese philosopher and professor. I really want to go to uh, Japan and meet this guy. Yeah, it'd be sweet. I just want to go to Japan too. (laughs) (laughs) This is us signing off until next week. See ya.